morning, Gardenia. Interesting show we have for you today. Very heavy show. A lot of uh, a lot of big bad news. If you haven't heard already, uh, the unavoidable headline is that uh, John McAfee is dead uh, in an apparent or at least reported suicide in a Spanish prison, and never has anyone suicided by government had the great fortune of having tweeted just a few months prior if anything happens to me in jail you will know i was whacked pretty fucking clear about that shit and they still pulled this did they not did, were they were, were the people making this decision really so unthoughtful in in just gaming this out like hey because in order for this to have happened, it, and and I and you know what, Joey here is still holding on to the possibility that good old John faked the whole thing and he's still he's out there. And the you know what, he sailed. And this is why we haven't heard from Janice, his wife, yet. You know, uh, yeah. The girl can have hope. It's it's still, but. Uh, did he and, and then there, there's there's another out there possibility that he actually killed himself and you go no it's it's so unlikely but it has to be considered like what what would it have taken for him to like he had to have some terminal disease from being in jail in a Spanish prison for six months then eight months now in which case if, if they fucking killed him anyway and he staged it as a suicide for a bigger impact good for him. Right, something like that. But he, there's no way if he was if he was as healthy as he went in or close to it even that he would have committed suicide. No fucking way. Man loved life, loved his activism, loved his wife, loved the Libertarian Party, loved being alive, and. Uh, I guess before I get too deep into this right now, a uh, few administrative notes. Uh, I will not be with y'all tomorrow, uh, not because I'm getting arrested and suicided, but I will not be with y'all tomorrow for the show because uh, we have to take some cats to the vet, finally, to get fixed. Joey, hold off the miracle here. It is such a strange thing. Like, and I, the, I've gotten one animal fixed since I've been here, Princess Marilyn. Um, just in time before she was fertile, but it was, it was it's, the, the, there was a vet that like quit or was fired. I mean, it's like we live in some kind of third world country. We can't even, we can't even be organized getting animals spayed and neutered. Really? Like, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Cause cause communism, cause we've had an American, uh, federal government that's been communist under Trump. I, I know since when. We read the back most I'll, of my I, life, I would say. Oh, easily. I, you easily. Know, no, no. It, all so, of my adult life. So for for the uninitiated, there, there's a great article out there that does the analysis. But you can look it up anywhere. You can, you can find the uh, and I think it's laissezfaire.com and it's laissez-faire. Yeah. Um, but you look up the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto and go, well, geez, how many of these are in effect in the United States? One of them is control of education. One of them is control of the currency. Um, Control of land, um, 
uh, pro- progressive income tax. Um, I mean, there's there's just and you go, well, we have we have all of these. So some of them I'll grant you. Oh, socialized retirement. And we call it Social Security. It's even got oh. social in the name there. Uh, no, but we, we've got the majority of the 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto in full effect. Some I'll grant you only partial effect. But like if I gave you a shit, if I gave you if I gave you a hamburger and 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 the meat, the patty in the middle was was fifty percent shit, would you accept that that's a hamburger? Or would you call that a shit sandwich? Uh, would would you eat that? I I wouldn't. Um, so yeah, we live in a communist country, uh, but COVID we over then we overreacted to COVID. Now we have all sorts of other supply chain issues. Oh man, the COVID block on Monday is going to be a doozy. I almost want to like tease ahead till Monday these headlines. Um, by the way, for Good News Friday tomorrow, I'm not going to be with you, but I, I will be preparing links for Jim and uh, some of our co-hosts will be joining him. So you'll have, you'll have lots of fun without me. It'll be like your regular Good News Friday but without the dumb dad jokes, okay? <laughs> so uh, AFP, one thing you have to look forward to, Chinese monk who saved 8,000 strays is dog's best friend. Uh, but Best friend, yeah. Uh, but that for COVID stuff, we have like finally, finally, COVID vaccine side effects are being tracked. Like, like fine, not I should say, finally being reported on properly. It, it'll like, be the side effects like, that happen soon, not the long term side effects. So, baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, and it's not like they're going to get better over time. And we also have Kamala Harris tells activists to knock on doors and harass people who haven't been vaccinated and desperate push to meet. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. real libertarians don't live in cities. I, I get asked, like, hey, hey, Adam, what city do you live in? What's your address? What's the city? I'm like, cities. Cities? <laughs> do you know what they do in cities? They knock on your door and bully you into getting COVID vaccines. Okay, one, one more reason to be off grid here. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff tomorrow for Good News Friday. A uh, lot, lot of bombshells dropping. A lot of, I, I mean, it, you know, I've been saying I told you so for a long fucking time. You know, from pretty early on in in the beginning of this pandemic. It is, I don't want to dispute that it's not a, it's like, it's a flu pandemic. It's a flu-like pandemic. It's a pandemic. Could it, be, it could be from a lab, from from what we know now. Like, it could be like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Joey, wow, okay, sidebar, tinfoil hats out. Uh, it's quite possible that all the modern flus are made in, like, it's, po- but, okay, in order for that to be true, basically, humanity must have beaten the flu already. No, and it's funny, like, maybe that's true. Maybe humanity, like, we've beaten the flu, like, like the way we beat malaria, you know, or, you know, like some of these things that are just like not really a thing anymore, or like we beat minor bacterial infection, infections and, and abrasions. The fact that like you could die yeah. from a paper cut, like yeah. that you could get like th- that you could get a paper cut literally. Yeah. And if it was infected, fucking dead. Like until, I mean, decent wound care. With, so like, decent like, wound, I mean, so decent wound care made that much less of a thing uh in in primitive society like cavemen in a way kind of walked around you know on eggshells to avoid that and there were always natural remedies but like 
triple antibiotic ointment and modern medicine. We beat dying from basic infections from Nick's cut scrapes, right? Could we have beaten the flu the same way effectively? And the only reason like the flu is a thing at all is because labs have been periodically releasing new flu viruses in order to keep people got the uh, the annual flu shots, maybe. And Vallejo, who will be joining us on screen in a minute. Canadian said yesterday, only people with the flu are those who got, got the flu shot. Yeah, that's, I got that headline pulled up. That was, yeah, and I know this is like just teasing that, ahead to the headline from, from it's humansarefree.com. Canadian health officials admit that only those vaccinated for the flu are getting the flu this year. Now, there's, there's, there's more to the story. We'll get to that on Monday. But goddamn, yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Let's get let's get the producer notes. I mean, do oh uh, anything else we have for like announcements or I don't know. We have a new Twitch follower. We have a new Twitch follower. Two, two, two Twitch followers. So, <laughs> good morning, Twitch. For everything now. All right, Jim, give us the producer notes. Good morning. One Twitch, two Twitch. We got to start somewhere, right? You can join us, t.me forward slash Adam versus the man. That's a Telegram channel that we have. It's a public Telegram channel. Everyone in the audience is welcome, whether you're watching live, whether you're not watching live, it doesn't matter. Uh, Patreon.com, we have a subscription base there. One, five, ten, or even $50 a month is the way you can support the show. $10 a month will get you access to a private producers club, which is another group on Telegram that we have uh, limited access to. So if you want to win, win a contest or just buy your way, patreon.com is how you do that. Uh, a new website we're promoting is homefrontbattlebuddies.com. Excellent veterans nonprofit organization that's uh, helping out veterans in the area. As you see at the bottom of the screen, this website is create, designed by veterans for veterans. It's all veteran oriented. Go to it, homefrontbattlebuddies.com and give it a look, give it a check out. Tell us what you think. We're real proud of it and we're looking forward to everything exploding with that so we can help as many veterans as possible. So next, Instagram, we got at the Garden of Freedom. Uh, cool pictures and videos of everything life up there in Gardenia. So if you're interested in that, definitely check out Instagram at the Garden of Freedom. Uh, next, the Crypto6.com, the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. The Crypto6.com is their website to tell you all about that. You can donate through the QR codes to help those guys with their legal fees, or you can write to the people that are still in cages because, uh, you know, we all would love to be written to if we're sitting in a cage and we didn't do nothing wrong. So show them that you support them and give them a letter or two. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com, best website we send people to learn all about solar power, micro wind power, zero energy homes, and things of that nature. If you're thinking about doing it yourself and getting yourself self-sustained, gogreenenergyonline.com is the best website for you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Awesome. Great job. Beautiful to see Homefront Battle Buddies in the mix there and the website looking good. So kudos to the Homefront Battle Buddies team, especially our executive director, Jim. <laughs> and our webmaster, Ted Metz, out of Georgia, a longtime LP activist there. The one thing I forgot in the intro today was that we have a great guest as well, Laura Ebke, uh, my friend, former Nebraska state senator who was elected as a Republican, switched to Libertarian, knowing the risk she was taking, and she paid the price. Uh, no longer senator, but 
also now member of the Libertarian National Committee. And as much as I have, I'm excited to talk to her because I know that we're on the same team. There is no one, uh, or I should say very few people in whom I have the confidence of genuine intent as as Laura. Um, and yet we have found ourselves, we, and, and we're of different, different strategic minds in many ways, um, but she is uh, someone I have immense respect for, and yet we have found ourselves on the opposite side of the issue of Karen Ann Harlow's recently. And uh, so she's going to catch us up on that. And, uh, and and maybe we'll illuminate some of those differences and have some fun catching up. Hopefully our our last big day of LP drama this week. Now, there's going to be more uh, definitely in the next week or two as we see the, uh, the, the struggle over the open chairs position. Very, very interesting. Um, and I, I, I should say one other thing I want to announce uh, about this is sort of a, a teaser announcement that uh, Judd Weiss and myself, uh, John McAfee's two former running mates for the presidency, are going to be holding a memorial service for him um, in LA next week. So please stand by for details. Hopefully we will be announcing that tomorrow and and launching a uh, big promo effort. And I hope you will all join us um, in, in memorializing John McAfee He wouldn't want us to cry, but he would want us to make sure that the world remembers him. And he would want the world to know, and I want the world to know, that he was one of our soldiers as libertarians. If if there was a team he was on as an individual, no, not a team, but a team, team would be... Too collectivist a term, perhaps, for for good old John McAfee. But uh, if he had a tribe, I tribe. Yeah, tribe. It was the LP. It was it was the libertarian movement and the crypto community. To be fair, to not to not make them feel uh, left out in this at all. But uh, more so than the crypto community, I think uh, the Libertarian Party community, and particularly uh, Judd Weiss and myself, and and hopefully we're working on. We're uh, we haven't heard back from Janice uh, McAfee his wife um we are they're on the boat smoking joints yeah <laughs> <laughs> they beat the system <laughs> that, they're on a private island by now or they're on their they're on their way to their private island where where a uh, plastic surgeon is waiting to make john mcafee look like a different man make him look like he's 40 years old again instead of and all we have to do is look for the new tattoo to know it's him yeah oh i'll get and a tattoo artist to cover a new cover he's gonna be that you're gonna see yeah but you'll never see him someday 20 years from now a 60 year old looking man who is really 100 year old mcafee covered in block cover-up tattoos will emerge on a live stream from a remote Shut island up, in the South you. Pacific, uh, we can dream, but no. Uh, I thought he got a new tattoo right before. There was whack. Yeah. The, the dollar sign whack. Chilling. You guy on YouTube, when will the kill switch data dump on the criminals come out? Now, that's another big part of the McAfee story. Uh, so anyway, Laura Ebke joins us. But let's get, let's get, uh, so we have... Uh, a great co-host, very appropriate one today for this subject. Ed Vallejo joins us. Welcome, sir. 
Um, now, before before I get to Ed, I have two things I want to say in preface to this. Um, one, it's starting to feel like a war, isn't it? And it's not just uh, it's not just John McAfee being suicided in jail. Uh, Johnny Hurley, our friend in Colorado, who was killed by a cop after being uh, an intervening shooter uh looks like a setup looks like a murder already some kind of cover-up uh at, at very least and, and, and you know what it, 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 i'm i'm hopeful that there is a simple explanation here right that uh there was an active shooter johnny hurley intervened and this is what we have by eyewitness accounts he drew uh, a concealed carried weapon that he owned legally carried legally used legally shot the shooter uh who had who had already killed a police officer and then cops responding shot johnny and you go this could have been a murder is it a murder and if you want to use the term murder in in an inclusive sense sure i think more fairly uh, what i'm hoping is that it was an accidental death and there was a genuine accidental death and there's a cop who is who didn't sleep at all last night the night before who's going off fuck, I killed the good guy. And that that story is just so hard for the Arvada, Arvada Police Department to swallow that they have to just out of shame. Can we please hope that there's something else that happened here? Can we just cover this up or just hold off for a few days? And they're letting it out. There's an investigator, and this is the big story today. It was our, they, are, they are already confirming that Johnny Hurley was shot by a police officer. Now, could it have been excusable? Could it have been a complete accident? Could Johnny have come around the corner waving his gun carelessly going, oh my God, I just, I'm a hero. I killed an active shooter. And the cop just goes, oh my God, it's the guy with the gun. Who knows? Um, either way, and, and if, this is, if this is nothing more than a call for police, uh, immediate transparency and reform and all of that. But it's like, why? Yeah, I think of Kyle Kinane, who I love his comedy, but he's, he's he presents as a fucking liberal. And, you know, they, we, they we know, right. Well, but he has this he has this particular joke where he goes because of all those stories about the good guy with the gun stopping the good guy with the uh, the bad guy with the gun that we hear so much about. It's like, no, because those stories are fucking suppressed literally by cops. And it wasn't for this day and age of Internet accountability. Johnny's story would not have been told. He would have been uh, just another guy killed by the gunman and they would have covered it up as that. And now it's like, oh, yeah. The good guy with the gun stories, they, they don't just get murdered by – and I, I think this might be a murder. There's a there's a decent chance that Hurley was set up for this. There's a decent chance they knew who he was. There's a decent chance they knew he was on the scene and said, oh, it's an activist. We have an opportunity to fucking take him out, and we're not going to let them get away with covering it up if that's the case. I'm, I can't I, – I don't want to say that that is the case, but yesterday I said it – it really looks like Johnny was killed by cops. Last night, I was I was vindicated in being just one step ahead of the public narrative. And with John McAfee, so to take it, excuse me for this long caveat, Ed, we'll get to you in a minute here. But this, uh, it, with McAfee, the uh, cover-up of it is even more obvious, that it was not a suicide, that he was a happy man, that he was he would have been, the, the extradition, not only did he have a right to appeal the extradition still available to him, 
but that he's the kind of guy that you extra him to the United States and he's he's going to enjoy taking his last breath in jail just like so many others before him like like Irwin Schiff did who died in in custody saying fuck it I fought to my dying breath against the theft that is taxation John McAfee would have loved to have been that guy in the U.S. prison. He was suicided not for not paying taxes. He was suicided for being loud about not paying taxes. And they couldn't bring him back to the United States alive as intact John fucking McAfee. So with with, with that, I want I want one last one last point, and then we're gonna get to Ed's cell phone story. As much as this feels like war, and I want to use a lot of militaristic planning type analyses and how we look at this and orient towards this. I got to remind people of the fundamental nature of this war. And I'm going to use the quote from John Lennon that I have here on my desktop, on my computer. When it gets down to having to use, don't worry, I'm not going to try to do the British accent or John Lennon impersonation. When it gets down to having to use violence, then you are playing the system's game. The establishment will irritate you. Pull your beard, flick your face to make you fight because once they've got you violent, then they know how to handle you. The only thing they don't know how to handle is nonviolence and humor. So we go into this war knowing that those are our most potent weapons. In fact, possibly, and in most situations, certainly our only righteous weapons. Nonviolence and humor. And with that, Ed has an, um, a critical update on his story <coughs> about, about getting his cell phone back into his custody from FBI custody. So, Ed, um, if you want to comment in on any of that bigger stuff before you get into your story, feel free. Adam, 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 where do I start? Where do I even start? I mean... I want to start by saying, do I have to go out and get a tattoo that's on my chest or my back, someplace obvious in big letters that says, I love life. I will never kill myself. If I end up suicided, I didn't do it. I mean, you know, could could the John McAfee dollar sign whacked be the tattoo? Yeah. We all just get that the exact same place. Yeah. Right out her arm. Fuck you. You see this body in a coroner's office? It wasn't me. Let's go get whack tattoos this weekend. Down. The, John, God rest his soul, in Arvada. I mean, something inside me tells me that this is the establishment's effort to stop those righteous men who are carrying in public and are are ready to defend the innocent from defending the innocent. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're they're doing everything they can to staunch the righteous from doing that which is right. I mean, this is evil. I mean, Edmund Burke said the only way for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. And if you start shooting good men for doing righteous acts, they will do nothing. Quite literally, huh? Okay, next. 
my phone. This is my shiny new 5G phone. And this, this thing is, is what the FBI returned to me. And I'm telling you, it's grody. I don't want to touch the damn thing. This thing, this thing has been in the ass of every gay man at a giant <laughs> orgy. And I'm telling you, it is just, I can't no, even no, no, no. And, 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 and let's be yeah. fair. It's been in the straight men's asses too. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> my contest today is the best suggestion of what do I do with this thing will win entrance into the producers club. And if their suggestion is good enough, they will watch me do what they suggest on camera next week. I love uh, this. I love this. You guys get creative, please. Uh, please. Uh, I, I, Your turn. I have <laughs> ideas, but they are wrong answers only. <laughs> Uh, but Ed, Ed, now, now I'm glad you started with the contest there, but we got to hear the story and, and I'll give the first background for those who haven't seen it. Go watch, uh, FBI visits Gardini to steal cell phone part one. It's on YouTube, YouTube, but wherever you're probably watching this on youtube.com slash Adam Kokesh, excuse me, go back like a week and a half. You'll find that video. We did part one separately because part two is where Ed is involved and the warrant for his cell phone, but they come to my back fence and it's creepy and they're trespassing on other people's property. They could have come to my gate and honked. They could have come to my gate and texted me and waited. They could have called, they could have called, although my ringers, like it was creepy on a number of levels that they come to the road, to the back gate and then park like a hundred plus feet away from the gate and then walk across neighbor's property where they are trespassing. No excuse for it being an easement or anything else. And then they cross my property line to walk up to my fence and are trespassing on my property. Thank you, Jim, for pulling that up. And they asked me this ridiculous question. Am I this guy at, at, at the Capitol on January 6th? They know. And it's a front to, to cover, to steal Ed's cell phone with a warrant. The and guy's even like, I didn't think it was you. We just yeah. well, if then you you're, you're coming up with an excuse to come out here. Like, Why do you need an excuse to come out here? And now, now part two uh, is a Patreon exclusive because it's the unedited. It's got a little sensitive information. It's got some awkward moments, but you can watch part two if you join Patreon.com/slash Adam versus the Man. We are not trying to hide this story from the public or any critical element of it. And in the next week or so. I'm going to do like a five to seven minute edited down version of the whole thing. So you get the whole story. The only thing right from the public is some of the dumb jokes that I told to FBI agents and, and some of Ed's, you know, paperwork interactions with the FBI. Um, but if you want to go ahead and watch part two, it's there. But the, the outcome of this was we're taking your cell phone with a warrant and, and Ed was, uh, hand, was, was very deft in handling that and being able to walk away from his phone and just drop it and say, I'm getting a new one. I'll be up in a day. No big deal. Because if I refuse, they raid the property. They physically uh, can accost you for access to your phone. The warrant was very creepy in its wording. Uh, and, and, and that say basically they could hold you down and thumbprint or iris scan you 
to get into your phone. But part of what's creepy about this is that they don't come with a subpoena. They come with a warrant because correct me if my legal usage here of these terms is wrong, but a warrant is giving government law enforcement the demand to take something. It's a warrant for an arrest. And we are taking you into custody. A warrant for a cell phone is we are taking this cell phone into custody. It wasn't subpoena, which is a request. You have the you can deny or challenge a subpoena. A warrant is backed with an immediate threat of force. It is we are coming with guns drawn if necessary to take this person or property. And when Ed saw it as that, and I was encouraging Ed subtly, like, you sure you don't want to challenge it on this? Excuse you know, and, and see if, but Ed was like, you know, verified the paperwork, comfortable to walk away from his phone. We're not risking a raid over this shit. We're going to give them what they have the paperwork excuse for and tell the FBI to piss off. And that's what happened. And the final uh, outcome was that they were going to email or text me at Ed's request to return it here to this property. But that's not what happened. So, Ed, catch us up here. Okay, so I got a call. My phone rings. My new phone rings. And it says private number. And I thought, you know, what the hell? I never answer (laughs) private numbers or anything. What the hell? I answered it. Hello, Ed. This is the FBI. (laughs) Well, hi. Yeah, we have your phone. Would you like it back? I said, well, yeah. You know, you just happened to have caught me in town. I'll meet with you and take my phone. Okay, great. I didn't know that. I kind of wanted contact with him again for my own purposes. So I told him, okay, I'll meet you. So I got there early. I knew they were going to get there early. The minute my feet hit the curb, they turned the corner and pulled up in front of me. So the the agent in the white shirt with the mask, right, that wouldn't take his mask off for you, he gets out of the driver's side wearing the same shirt he had on when he took my phone. Now, now just to be clear, wasn't it? It was white with like a blue checker pattern, right? Exactly. But it was mostly white. Exactly same shirt. Yeah. Wow. Same mask. I think he probably had the same mask on too. But anyway, he gets out and another agent that I don't recognize gets out the passenger side. They come up and uh, they're obviously not going to arrest me or take me because they would have pounced on me right away. So they come up and engage me. Hi, Ed, blah, blah, blah. Start talking with the agent, right? And as I'm talking with the, the agent that took my phone, yeah, the guy on the left there. Uh, um, I'm talking with him. And then the other agent, he makes some kind of snide comment. I can't remember what it was saying something about, well, you're a veteran or something like that. Can't remember what it was, but I kind of, I kind of looked over in his direction and told him I served as a volunteer saving lives on American soil in peacetime. And then I turned over to the other, the, the, the original agent, and I dealt with him the rest of the time. I didn't even say another word to this other guy, but I shut him up with that. I dealt with the other agent. So 
He gives me my phone back, and I I sign for it and everything. And as I'm signing for it, he says, so you still don't want to talk? And I said, I don't want to answer any questions without my attorney present. He said, okay, no problem. So he gives me my phone back, and uh, we're standing there, and uh, I did what you did. I bantered just a little, you know. I told the agent after I after I signed the form, give it back to him, and I said, you know, I'm amazed at the constraints that you have to work under, right? And I had the warrant in my hand. And he knew what I was talking about because this warrant is funky, okay? The warrant says we have we want you to go and take this phone from this individual, but you can't take it from his home. Yeah, yeah. And, and just just to be clear as a setup to this, you still believe what we think from the last encounter that it's people in DC running this operation calling FBI field agents all over the country to run errands for them. Yes. These agents involved with us and you in particular here really don't have any other involvement other than running errands for the exactly. people running the investigation. Exactly. And I wanted to confirm this with the, the conversation that ensued, okay? Because I told him, I'm amazed at the constraints that you have to work under. You know, I realized I didn't make you take the phone up there because I'm not going to punish you. You're just doing your job. You know, you're following the edicts from above. You're doing your job. You're following through. I'm not going to punish you by making you take the phone back up there. You've already looked at the phone. I said, you know why I gave you the phone? And he looked at me and he says, because you didn't do anything. I said, that's right. <laughs> Would have been nice to have that on video, but I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'd love to have had all of this on video, but, you know, I didn't want to... I didn't want them to know they're on video and then their 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 you know conversation is different when you're being recorded yes, than yes. when you're just speaking off the cuff, right? I spoke to this agent for a good 10 minutes. Okay. I'm serious. For a good 10 minutes off the record. But everything I said, if they wrote everything down when they left, nothing against me. I got no problems. Yeah, no okay. particulars. Yeah, you're asking no. questions. There's, there's this. It's a weird psychological exercise, and if you're not as confident as Ed, then don't try this at home, kids. Oh no! But no, because when they're, like, when, when they're when they're bantering with you, it's to extract information. Exactly. And you kind of have to stay polite and friendly while conversationally on the offensive and have like a hardcore defense line of. Nah, I don't, I'm, Oh, you know, say, what did you, hey, did you catch that game last weekend? Did you, did you, what, what did you think? Just immediately, like, even little stuff, maintain that footing. Um, otherwise, it's, 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 and be very deliberate. Otherwise, it's very easy for them to trap you. And that's why we say, as general advice, don't talk to cops. Right. But <laughs> see, I was trained by them. I'm an ex military man. I'm a veteran. Okay. And I'm, uh, uh, honor graduate of the U.S. Army Signal School, which is communications, okay? I was taught communications by the military backwards and forwards. They taught me communications, they taught me counter-communications, and they taught me counter-counter-communications. So I know how all this stuff works. And I used all of their methods against them, well, not necessarily against them, but to my advantage, okay? I talked to this agent and told him I was amazed at the constraints that he's working under, 
and he says, oh, you read the you read the warrant. It's like, how many warrants do you get? I mean, when you get paperwork like this, of course you read every word. And I pointed out some of the weird shit in there. And he was agreeing with me, but he was he kept telling me the reason they want you, the reason they want to investigate you, the reason they want to try and connect you with the uh, being an accomplice or being complicit in all that. He kept saying they, 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 which meant that he was on my side. He understood that he's just he's there to protect the innocent, which I confirmed with him. You know, you're just here to protect the innocent Americans. And, well, and he, hold on, if I may sidebar on that, Joey and I game this out too. Is that even if the FBI is a fundamentally evil organization, it might be that ninety percent of the personnel are there with good intentions and yes. spend all their time acting on good intentions, and that's yes. enough to give cover for the ten percent that fuck up politics and kill activists that makes the purpose of it a fundamentally evil organization. Yeah. And you have to give every agent the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's 90%. I think it's more like 20, 30% are sort of actively evil that they know they're going after people for victimless crimes. And, and, and then there's some, there's maybe 5% that are doing like upper level fuckery type shit. But the I'd still say the majority of FBI agents really do believe in what they're doing yeah. for righteous reasons and yeah. and, and an air, they, they run errands they run errands for the bad ones and think well this is part of the job and you know what this is why we need a whistleblower and i got i got a message because i know ed at this point we're talking about shit that we're figuring out about the fbi field operations here in phoenix uh, field office and what they're doing driving out here to gardenia and how this connects to the january 6 operation i know they're watching this Someone at the FBI is watching this. I'm going to tell whoever you are. You tell whoever's got you watching this show, whoever you're reporting to, I want to talk to them. Tell them to come out here. They know there's no ambush. There's no There's no, There's no. no death trap at my gate. I'll, I'll meet them on the road. The I'll meet them on the further road. Yeah, we, got, we, got, we got the scorpion charge. kittens here. Uh, like we saw in that video, puppies and kittens will, will might might lay down at your feet when you come to visit Gardenia. But no, you tell them, you tell them, Matt, you get another chance. You tell them I want to talk. And if ever is watching this on behalf of the FBI, you tell who's up there. I want to talk. Okay. I don't want to take up all of Laura's time. I know you got a re really great guest coming up here. And uh, I, I do want to thank all of the Patreon subscribe the people that donated to Patreon. Thank you very much for paying for 75% of the replacement of my phone. I want to I want to thank you very, very much. Okay. So with that, on with Laura. Well, well, hold on, hold oh, on, Ed. Ed. You, what? So we've got we got 20 minutes of news we want to cover. Before we get to, to our guest, uh, oh. I'm very very excited about Laura joining us. But before we get to our guest, there are a few stories that I, I want you to stay on while while okay. I'm covering. If you sure. can if you can kind of watch comments and Joey's watching comments and keep comments flowing. But um, I want to I want to cover the headline stuff about about John first. Um, AFP at Yahoo.com. This and this is going back um, to early to, to right before the suicide report. Spain court agrees to extradite McAfee founder to U.S. Spain's national court said Wednesday it had approved the extradition of antivirus software pioneer John McAfee to the United States where he is wanted for tax evasion. I think a big part of their narrative in covering up and the, the, the murder, making it look like a suicide is, oh, he just lost a major court battle and was going to have to come back to the United States where he's been avoided for years. And it's like, 
No, you don't. You're you're making shit up about John McAfee. Bullshit. That that would drive him to. It's he didn't just get caught for running a massive child sex trafficking sting. He's doing something he's fucking proud of and should be by all accounts standing up to the evil empire. So this was the news before the suicide report. Uh, I'm not calling it a suicide, but report AP News anti and even here. Headline from Associated Press is our next one. Antivirus pioneer John McAfee found dead in Spanish prison. They don't say suicide here in the headline, at least. McAfee, the creator of McAfee antivirus software, was found dead in his jail cell near Barcelona in an apparent suicide. Even Associated Press, who was quick to report you know, every, everything else the government spoon feeds them. No, this is an apparent suicide Wednesday. Hours, hours after a Spanish court approved his extradition to the United States to face tax charges punishable by decades in prison, authorities said. The eccentric cryptocurrency promoter and tax opponent whose history of legal trouble spanned from Tennessee to Central America to the Caribbean was discovered at the Brian's 2, I guess it would be Brian's, Spanish pronunciation, uh, Dos Penitentiary in northeastern Spain, security personnel, Tried to revive him, but the jail's medical team finally certified his death. A statement from the regional Catalan government said, uh, and a judicial delegation has arrived to investigate the cause of death, death. It said, adding that everything points to death by suicide. So there's an off chance something else will come out of the report, but I'm not holding my breath on that. More importantly, who gets to call their own getting suicided? The sun.com. Tattoo warning, John McAfee had whacked tattoo and one said if he was ever found dead in suicide, he didn't kill himself. And I'm, I'm like, does this, does this tattoo mean something else? Um, like, I think the dollar sign, is there, is there like a, um, it's like the cash app. Is there like a cash app? Is it a, but it's, it's not the, it's not a simple dollar sign. Right. It's fancy. I, mean, I don't think anything to do with that, but it's, it's, a, it's is there a cash app, app account for whacked? I, I don't know. Um, well, there is now after that story broke, probably. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, you have, you have the cash app. Look up, search dollar sign whacked. I wonder what happens. Let's see if we just Google dollar you know, sign it's whacked without the D. There's, without some, the D. there's something else to this story. I don't know if you've seen it, but right after the first uh, announcement that he was dead came out in public, all of a sudden, a Q, a black Q on a white background was posted yeah. on his Instagram account. Yeah, we've got that story. That's and you know what? Um, you know, I don't. I, I, I don't. I, it, okay, so John McAfee, this is like they're trying to slander him as, as yeah. more wild and eccentric. Uh, by being associated with Q, he was never. He, he, I've not once heard him mention Q. I don't. I don't think. Maybe in Pat, but he was not a fan. No. His, he would not like suddenly commit suicide or fake suicide and then endorse Q or have that as his dead man switch. Um, sounds like a hack. Um, someone thought they were clever or some kind of misdirection or building attention. Today, and yeah, now the account is gone off Instagram. But <clears throat> I want to turn to a site called meaw.com. 
What did John McAfee's whack tattoo mean? Tech billionaire hinted at his death years ago. Um, just a few hours, blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, uh, uh. Some of the comments, MRHFRC in YouTube says it has embedded data in the photo. In the tattoo? Yeah, everybody's looking for the hidden treasure of the pirate John McAfee now. Right? Right. Where did he hide his buried crypto? Where Where in the world? Where on the servers? Where on the internet? Well, perhaps he's hidden the message. <clears throat> Uh, honest ad to WPRPN private radio podcast, pirate radio podcast. Love that. Uh, use D live. No, we haven't been able to have any kind of technical success with D live getting it plugged in a stream yard in the future. Unfortunately, we'd like to interview you before the end of the year. Uh, happy to do an interview. If you're making D live work, I would love to do an interview on D live. So uh, email Adam at the freedom line.com. We'll make it happen. Uh, getting back to this, uh, back in 2019, McAfee posted a picture of his tattoo on Twitter and wrote, getting subtle messages from U.S. officials saying, in effect, we're coming for you, McAfee. We're going to kill yourself. I got a tattoo today just in case. If I suicide myself, I didn't. I was whacked. Check my right arm. He was wanted in the U.S. on tax-related criminal charges. They carried a prison sentence of up to 30 years. McAfee was arrested, blah, blah, blah. But that's it. I think that's... That's all that they, they don't have. That I mean, there's nothing more to the tattoo. Nothing more to the tattoo. And <clears throat> it's all weird, cryptic breadcrumbs. If even breadcrumbs, what if they're distractions? Because he's on the boat with the joints and the cocaine and the hookers. And everybody's okay. I'm almost ready to get the tattoo anyway. Even knowing that, like, oh, that could come out and be like, yeah, I'm with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But no, like, uh, is this is this protection or is it like two guys? Like, they wouldn't do it twice in a row, would they? <laughs> they wouldn't suicide in jail two guys with the same. If I got this tattoo, I got to do it now. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's not like, oh, man, I was going to bother me or it's going to be super visible. Like, it's going to be under short sleeves. Should I get it somewhere else on well, my body? I mean, There's somewhere it's like right look, here on my arm. I've whack. got this whole plan for my sleeve on my left arm. And I so put dollar sign whacked and it would be in inappropriate now. tribute, if nothing Absolutely. else. It, yeah, if you're already using your skin that way. I mean, I'm not. There is some consideration. <laughs> like, I only have a few tattoos. But yeah, this would this would be an appropriate one. I'm glad so I never got my suicidal tendencies tattoo back when I was <laughs> following him. That's the opposite of what we want right now, Ed. That's no, no, no suicidal, uh, suicide, anti-suicidal tendencies is, is what we want. Uh, All I wanted was a Pepsi. She wouldn't give it to me. Pepsi. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a band called Anti-Suicidal Tendencies. With nothing but feel good, happy music. We're gonna do like we're gonna do music with the rainbows in the background. We're gonna do five different cover versions of Bobby Darren's Don't Worry, Be Happy. One of them's gonna be heavy metal. One of them's gonna be like Nirvana style grunge. I like it. One of them's gonna be techno. One one of them's gonna be modern K-pop. Um, one of them's going to be Hillbilly Rock. There's going to be like a bluegrass banjo version of Don't Worry, Be Happy. 
all thanks to anti-suicidal tendencies coming soon to a, to a blockbuster near you. Uh, Tower <laughs> Records. Tower Records is like the, the, the record company version yeah. of Tower Records. So Tower Records. Yeah, yeah. All right, with that, uh, man, I might be getting this tattoo tomorrow. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, we are going to. Uh, we, we've got a. We've got a little time to wait while the uh, kittens are. Yeah. Right. While the kittens kicked. are getting. While the, while the girls are getting spayed. Oh wow! All right, we'll come back to. <laughs> we'll come back to this. I'm not going to announce on air. I'm getting this tattoo. I mean, I know someone wants someone. Someone want to pay for it? Yeah. Well, how about this? We had a thousand dollars in super chats today. I'll I'll do it. I'll use the rest of the money to uh, to get us to LA to support the uh, memorial for for McAfee at Judd's house. Oh yeah, that is happening. We have a thousand dollars. We're like I mentioned it. We, we don't have a date yet. We get a lot more listeners right now, so yeah. Worth mentioning again. Super chat, yeah. So if if we're talking about John McAfee, well, we've been talking about John McAfee since the beginning of today's show. I, I hope, I'm glad we're people not. are sharing it. That's nice. Um, yeah, the, the, the news I, I, I mentioned briefly earlier is that I spoke with Judd Weiss. He is the other former running mate of John McAfee. And we may be holding, or we are planning, I should say we are planning uh, on a weekday evening next week at Judd's house in L.A. where it's it's set up for events. Uh, $20 already. Mad Baxley says get the tattoo. All right. 49 more $20 donations to go, and we're there. $1,000, Mike Freeman. Dude, I'm broke. <laughs> Get a credit card. Give me $1,000 on one credit card, Super Chat. I'll get it, too, as my as my first and as a tribute. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Kick me hard on a treadmill. That's a cool name. That's a cool name, Kick Me Hard on so a Treadmill. We, we want to make sure that John McAfee's death is not in vain. We want to make sure that that his memory is honored, uh, that, that all of his work, everything he stood for is honored. Um, <clears throat> all right. So a couple more John McAfee stories here. Uh, headline from CNBC. John McAfee, dad of apparent suicide in Spanish jail after court approves his extradition on U.S. tax charges. There, there's a deliberate effort trying to connect that. All right, we got $5, and I need some good news. So I play Rogers Waters telling the Zug to fuck off over and over to use his music on a loop. Yeah, we covered that story briefly. That was, that was a good one. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the audio of that. Uh, but here's the smear, next smear headline. Already on John McAfee, the U.S. Sun. QAnon quiz. John McAfee's Instagram account posts mysterious Q. Minutes after his jail suicide death is reported. And it's like, this isn't even a Q-style looking Q, right? Isn't the Q like a little more oval and scripted? Yeah, it's, a, it's, just, it's just like a basic font Q. It's not even... Yeah, and then, and then his... Instagram account disappears or is deleted. Now, Ed, all right, all right. Now, holy shit, what is that? That super chat for a thousand, what? Is that a yuan signal? Come hang with Hexicans. This, again, this Friday night's ALO. The Hexicans are in Las Vegas. It would be awesome if you could do a Discord Syndicate podcast. I'm in. I don't have anything scheduled for Friday. I can't be there in person. The thing is, if it wasn't for the cats getting spayed, in, in Prescott Friday, we could be in Vegas Friday, have a fun weekend there. 
But uh, send me an email with the details. I will be happy to join you. We already have an email. Remotely. All right. We hexagons. Yeah. Love the organization there. But what was the what was that super chat donation? That was in, that was a thousand. Someone pulled a little yes? trick. So that thousand and some other currency, not not quite a thousand. Remember, a thousand dollars today ain't what it used to be. Could be a fucking some other. Could be a dollar and some other currency. Someone please, some, yeah, thank you. We're totally down for Friday night. Someone translate that one for us. All right, Ed. So what I really wanted you around for analysis on. Um, Snowden, our next headline is from SputnikNews.com. Um, Snowden says after McAfee's death by suicide that Assange could be next. Now, I saw that in a couple of places. Interesting related headline that isn't being connected. I haven't seen anywhere else. Um, that, and this is from, from two years ago, November 2019. Sweden drops... Julian Assange rape investigation. Prosecutors say country will not proceed with investigation into WikiLeaks founder. Bit of a flashback headline, but if they're no longer able to demonize him as a rapist, if they're no longer, um, so okay, a little more than $10. Uh, thank you for chipping in. We're, we're getting there. We might get to $1,000 by the end of the show, certainly to cover the cost of a, of a simple tattoo like that. What's a, a tattoo like that's only going to cost like? Maybe a hundred bucks. bucks. A lot of people have a in the U.S. hundred dollar minimum sitting fee. Do, and then we do a stencil. And, holy and shit! Yeah, who people. knows? But yeah, no, and, and it might have to be this more inflation. Yeah, yeah, tattoos might be expensive at this point. Yeah. But this is a cheap one as far as tattoos go. Simple, one color, black ink. Eat, just we'll find the digital file of it first. Right. So they don't, all they have to do is make an ink transfer, trace it, done. Very, very easy tattoo. All right. Empty. 1999. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why drink and drive when you can smoke and fly? We well, you can I smoke and then fly. You can uh, fly at the same time. It's right. But I'm the, not yeah. this, but I'm just saying you're allowed to bring brownies onto your, your you can have a lunch bag at I'll go a step further. You're not supposed to, but you can get away with vaping on a plane. Like one, if you do it in the bathroom, probably safe, but the detectors might get you. But in your, in, in your seat, if you take a medium sized or small vape hit and blow it into a mass of fabric, <gasps> like, no, that's going to mostly contain it. And You'll be okay. You can, you can vape on a plane. This is how Make I a little stain. In the back yeah. of the health class. Like, be subtle about it. Don't be stupid about it. You can vape on a plane. All right, but but let's go to the, back to the Snowden article. We've only got a few minutes before Laura Epke joins us. From Moscow, U.S. whistleblower Ed Snowden said, commenting on the death of U.S. antivirus software developer McAfee, John McAfee reportedly committed suicide after his extradition to the U.S. was approved by a Spanish court that Julian Assange could be next. Now, it, it's funny. Assange is high profile, a la McAfee. I am not. I have I have been effectively shadow banned, stifled, struggling, flatlined at two hundred, literally flatlined at about two hundred fifty thousand subs on YouTube for like the past eight plus years. It goes up, and then we and weird shit happens. Um, and I I I haven't had uh, I've had a few things in my past that could be national stories that have been squashed to local stories. Uh, the New Orleans book bomb, the shall ID case there, 
the even the shotgun case was was not was a pretty yeah you talk, or, or swearing in Massachusetts where when they made swearing illegal in a small town and and I got away with cursing in front of cops you know um, but I'm not I'm not going to pretend that I'm at that level of notoriety or represent that same threat and Judd Weiss has even been less active certainly of late but we are both John McAfee former running mates and you go wait a second. we're doing this event not we're doing this event not just to honor john mcafee and make the most of his death and and what he would want and so we're doing this to protect ourselves too like holy shit if i go to jail like yeah i'm gonna get this tattoo now and be like yeah john mcafee died in tattoo in, in in jail after getting this tattoo saying that he was killed that you know he didn't commit suicide holy shit and um as, as here's the tweet from Ed Snowden. You want to get this on screen, Jim? Europe should not extradite those accused of nonviolent crimes to a court system so unfair and prison system so cruel that native-born defendants would rather die than become subject to it. Julian Assange could be next until the system is reformed. A moratorium should remain. Uh, yeah, I mean, simple shit. It's about time the world called the American federal government on its bullshit. Now, since we only have uh, two and a half minutes here, <clears throat> one other critical story, apparently unrelated, that, that I have to cover. I mentioned this before about my friend Johnny Hurley of We Are Change Colorado being killed by police there. When I said it yesterday, it was speculative. But I said, I'm sure this is what happened. And, and I admitted that that I, I don't have the proof yet. And now I am vindicated today with this headline from the DenverChannel.com, ABC7 Denver. Good Samaritan who died in Arvada shooting was shot by police, according to sources. Sources are Chief Investigator, to- Investigator Tony Kovaleski, who is confirmed through three informed ranking sources, including two law enforcement sources. The good Samaritan who died in Monday shooting in Old Town, Arvada, was shot and killed by a police bullet. Here's my next prediction. They're going to try to justify it. They're going to say Johnny Hurley was waving his gun around. And you know what's going to happen then? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Cell phone footage comes out. Some cell phone footage will come out saying, oh, the cops are lying about that shit, too. We're not going to let this one go. Johnny Hurley's got a lot of activist friends. We're not going to let this one go. With that being said, we have a very fun comment contest today. Ed, would you remind people what the comment contest is and why this is a fun comment contest today? The FBI has returned my phone to me after having its way with it, and (laughs) I have a new one. I don't need it. So give me an interesting, what do I do with this phone? Remember, our agents are probably watching, so let's be creative, kids. <laughs> All I right. haven't got one, not one suggestion yet. Well, we've we've been having a pretty heavy conversation here. I think I think other people are are. I mean, you can't do you know uh, water. You can't waterboard someone with a cell phone. Like that would be an appropriate thing. <laughs> For an FBI, like a waterboard, an FBI agent with the cell phone. No, it's like you can't even do that physically. Like, what do you do with the cell phone? I mean, an old cell phone, set it up as a spy camera, a tablet, or something for watching, whatever. Okay, maybe. 
But yeah, get creative with this. And while we've got Laura Epke on, we are we're, we are changing gears in in a significant way with the show. But uh, we encourage your questions and comments on that topic. Ed will be watching, and Joey keeping those coming while Jim makes a beautiful interview happen. With that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wait, no. First, we have. Uh, Keep the phone charged and install it in your toilet bowl. <laughs> Make sure that they uh, they get to live their, their passive eavesdropping on something fun. And creative, but pretty weak, I'll say. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is none other than former Nebraska State Senator Laura Ebke. I am truly honored to be joined by someone who, who's uh, a, a legend in the movement already for what she did, switching party affiliation while a seated state senator. Lifelong Nebraskan, uh, considered herself, uh, you know, libertarian-leaning Republican, family, same values, realized at some point uh, after 12 years on her local school board, ran for the Nebraska legislature in 2014, and uh, realized after being a Ron Paul supporter in, in 2008 and 2012 that her true home was with the Libertarian Party. She was she was done. I don't know. You want to call it faking it in the Libertarian Party, being that being that one person in the corner who's like, no, I'm not here for self-aggrandizement and to rip off the taxpayers for my friends and family. No, I'm here actually for free. And finally realized that her true home uh, was in the Libertarian Party. Uh, she has served. I mean, I could go do you know, titles, titles, titles. She's she's served in numerous capacities within the Libertarian Party, uh, most importantly at the last convention, she was elected as an at-large member of the LNC. Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Nice to see you. Always, always. Now, Laura, uh, this this platform is is, is at your service. I, I would love to hear your, you, you want to speak to the American public uh, as a Libertarian. You want to speak to Libertarians as an LNC member. Uh, you, you want to talk about strategy or the zeitgeist or whatever it is you're working on, it's up to you. I, 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 as I said earlier in the show, uh, it, it, is, it, 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 is an, it makes it all the more interesting of an issue over what's happened with Karen Ann Harlos and Joe Bishop Henchman at the board recently that I, I consider you a friend and, and an unquestionable ally who has put in the time and taken the risks and uh, we find ourselves at one point on different sides of this issue. So I, it, it makes me very considerate that while uh, I believe these issues are ginned up by plants and saboteurs, there, there are genuine issues to be discussed. So wherever you want to go with this. Well, we can, we can go kind of where you want to go. But let me just say, I, I speak for myself. Um, I'm not speaking on behalf of the, the, the LNC or any of my colleagues um, today. Um, let me say that I think that it's important that um, we take a step back, you know, in, in terms of what's happened on the LNC um, in the last um, two weeks, I guess, or just a little less mm-hmm. than, than two weeks. Um, I think it's important for us to take a step back and um, as a party decide where it is exactly that, that we want the party to go, what the direction of the party is. And I think that ultimately that's, that's where the debate is, you know, we, we haven't articulated that very well, but I think that um, what we have is a sort of a conflict of visions 
Um, you, you have some in the party who um, think that the purpose of the party is mostly just to, you know, stir things up and, and, and not to elect um, or not to worry about electing people. Um, and then you have um, those in other positions of the party um, who believe that, you know, a party is designed to, you know, elect candidate, you know, to, to, to run candidates and win elections to the extent sure. that it's possible. So, I mean, I think that's the, that's the big thing that, um, that, that, that we have to try to get a, a hold on. And I think that libertarians are having a real problem right now because we don't agree. Um, and that's okay. Laura, if I may jump in on that point, I, I think you're leaving out the important third vision. Okay. Which is the inclusive one. That well, it should be everything. Absolutely. Should the party be this or that? It should not be asking either or questions. The Libertarian Party should be the umbrella organization for the movement, for activists who want to do everything that, that falls under the banner of the Statement of Principles, which is a political expression of the non-aggression principle. Anybody who wants to stand under that and not impede other people's work should be welcome to come to county meetings to promote their work, to recruit people, to be promoted on LP websites, to run as candidates, whether to run serious campaigns, to run joke campaigns, to run issue raising campaigns, to make a statement campaigns. As long as you're not getting in the way of anybody else and everybody arguing you doing what you're doing alongside of me is hampering me because image and self-conscious, shut up. That's bullshit. That's divisive, unnecessary. We can all work alongside each other. We can all stand together. And I know that some people feel threatened and competitive with each other, but it, 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 those who are bringing us down, I think you are right to say step back. I would just say humbly suggest that the answer is the third way of, of being being as inclusive as possible with the LP. Well, I mean, if you've, if you've heard any of my speeches when I, as, a, as I've gone out around the country um, in my time while I was still in the legislature and the year after that, I did about 15, um, about 15 different uh, county, state conventions. And, and I'm a big tent libertarian. I think we need us all. Um, but I think we need to, I, I think that, that, that we all on both, all three, all sides, um, tend to view our vision of libertarianism as the only way. And, and I yeah. think that that's dangerous. Um, yep. There are lots of, there are lots of ways to do it, but what, but what, what that results in is us having this sort of um, perpetual internal feud um, that as, as different groups come in, you know, and I, I, I come out of the Ron Paul movement. You know I mean? That was, that, that was my first, um, real recognition, I guess. I mean, although I always considered myself sort of libertarian leaning, um, that was my real, my, my first real recognition of sort of the libertarian thought, you know, I mean, in, in a concrete way. And, you know, I have nothing against, I mean, let, let's call it what it is. You've got the, you know, the, 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 the supposed Mises takeover, plus you've got, you've got the, um, the, the group formerly known as the Prags, whatever that means, and you've got radicals and you've got, I mean, we need us all and we need to all be pulling in the same direction and we need to quit. Um, we need to quit fighting each other and start fighting the other guys. Um, and that's, that, that's where I see, um, you know, we've got to have some sort of a, I don't know, come to Jesus moment, if you will, where we all agree that we're going to disagree sometimes, but that that doesn't mean that, um, that any one group is wrong. It just means that we're part of a, you know, a big patchwork. Yes, yes, absolutely. 
Laura, let me suggest uh, and, and see if you're up for this, uh, a conscientious shift in organizational culture with the LP, knowing that, and, and, and I think, I mean, you're familiar with COINTELPRO. You know that the, that the government has attempted to sabotage the LP in the past and even elements within the GOP and within the Democratic Party that the government has always worked in subversive ways to render movements that challenge their power ineffective. And that if that were happening to the LP right now, all they would have to do is promote this natural divisiveness and make it overwhelm us. And, and I think to be aware of that and say that anybody who is promoting that divisiveness in the party, who is not doing good work on their own and saying that, you know, we need to work to any, basically anybody who is not standing for unity, anybody who is not saying, and, and not just unity, because that's almost a meaningless cliche, but for inclusiveness, that, that we need to be aware that those are people that need to be to be devalued in the party, to be shut out and ignored, not to be fought, not to be addressed, not to increase the the conflict, but to 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 see them as detractors and and vote them out and and not give them platforms or or credence within the party, and just taking some sort of awareness of the effect of saboteurs on us. Um, okay. Uh, you know, that's, that, that's not, that's not really the approach that I take to think, you know, and I, and I, I come from a different background, um, and I'm not going to discount the possibility that you have this going on. Um, I think historically though, the Libertarian party has had these, um, these ebbs and flows where you have battles between different groups and, and big parties, the old parties have the same issue. I mean, if you look at it historically, um, the, the old parties have, um, coalitions of people. Um, sometimes, um, for instance, if you go back into the 60, in, in, back to the 60s in the Republican Party, you had, you know, the so-called Rockefeller Republicans, you had the Goldwater Republicans, you had, you know, the sort right. of old guard Republicans. And you're always going to have this sort of natural tension um, between different elements of a large party. The, the problem is, um, and, and they fight it out, but they agree that in the end, they agree on more than they disagree on. Um, and, and so they will, you know, once the once the battle at the convention or the battle for whatever is over and the, the nominations, then they move on and they um, and, and they and they work together to elect somebody from the party. OK, um, that's what parties are supposed to do. I mean, I'm a political scientist by training um, and and that's that's what parties are supposed to do. If that's not what the Libertarian Party um, wants to do, if that's what the, the mass of the Libertarian Party wants to do, um, then that's a different conversation altogether. But I think that, you know, that, that most members of the LNC um, and most state party organizations have agreed that, you know, part of our mission is to run candidates and, 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 and attempt to win elected office. And if we're going to do that, we need to behave in a way that will allow us to, um, to appeal to the maximum number uh, of voters. Absolutely. Uh, and that does get to some of this conflict where, well, I can't stand next to someone under the same banner if the public image and self-consciousness is going to, you know, hamper my efforts. And, and I, I, I think there's an inherent, 
I mean, there's there's absolute you know a balance that needs to be struck in 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 that conflict as you as you present it. Um, but generally speaking, and this applies to even the more uh, the the sort of less conventional politically uh, types of libertarians um, and 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 people like me maybe in the middle that I think we're all way too self conscious. We, we we are all way too afraid of being judged for what we're going to say. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I respect you so much is that that you took the stance of being true to your values and your beliefs and expressing that. Um, so I, I, you mentioned the, the Pride Caucus dissolving. And, and I actually I, I, I saw your statement when you stepped down and, and said basically that you were going to focus on the LNC and being available for the national organization rather than the 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 partisanship nature of, of what the caucus was. Um, although the Prags, just for, for the uninitiated, describe themselves as short for pragmatists because they feel that, and, and I, I, I bristle a little at the use of the word because it suggests that if you're not uh, of this meaning that, that you're not practical. But I do respect that the purpose of the Prags is to focus on the elected uh, side of the efforts of the Libertarian Party. And I'm glad, was glad that, the, that, that, that we had a Prag caucus and now we don't. And I respected your decision to focus on the LNC and national events, but I never heard of like why or how the organization dissolved afterwards. Can you speak to that, please? Well, I think that, um, you know, it was a relatively small organization. Um, it, it was a small group of people who were, um, who were trying to advance the cause of liberty, primarily through electoral meetings. Um, and, you know, we focused greatly on the, the Frontier Project in Wyoming um, mm -hmm. because the caucus was not ideological. Um, and, and honestly, if you looked at, at the people who were most active, you had people all over the all over the spectrum, if you will, of, of libertarianism um, who were involved. It's just that they, dis you know, and I would say that there were left libertarians and there were moderate libertarians and there were right libertarians and there were even some radical libertarians um, <clears throat> that were part of the caucus. It's just that they chose to work um, to advance things within um, w w through through electoral means rather than, you know, um, screaming at the top of their lungs. And um, and, and I would say that that um, that we have. um yeah, we, we just decided um, collectively and individually, um, a bunch of us just decided that we were done, you know, that that um, we had better things to do than to be kind of the the whipping boys in some of these ideological battles within. Um, we have always focused on developing the, you know, trying to help build the strength of the of the LNC and the LP. And so um, we were getting tired. I was getting tired. I, I saw inherently and was told multiple times via videos um, that, that, that the secretary was doing that it was a conflict of interest for any um, for, for any um, person on the LNC to be a member of a caucus. Um, I wasn't really sure about that, but as we had some of these conflicts over the last couple of weeks, um, it, it felt to me like um, this was the time for me to step away. Um, I had thought about it um, when I was elected to the LNC but since I hadn't been a member for, uh, hadn't been a part of the caucus for very long, hadn't been national chair for very long, um, the folks asked me to stay on, and, and I did. And it was probably um, something that I should have considered, um, should have considered more clearly, you know, leaving the position as, as chair anyhow before this. And so, what about the caucus 
dissolving after you left? Well, it's it, it wasn't because I left. They were talking about it. It was just a matter of how fast it was going to happen. And I felt like I needed to get out um, and make it public that I was getting out sooner rather than later, given that um, it seemed like we were going to have a lot of things as an LNC to talk about. And I wanted to, I wanted to kind of sweep that question um, off the table as much as I could, because if there were any critical, any more critical votes, um, I got, I took a lot of heat for an abstention, um, uh, one night on the executive, on the executive committee. Um, but I abstained because I felt like there was a bit of a conflict. So, um, I think it's important for, it was important for me to, to get out sooner rather than later. Um, as, as it turned out, it made sense, I guess, for the board to say, no, let's get us get us closed down as a pack. It, it, the, the LPC was was formed as a pack. And so get us out before the end of June, because that would be a, you know, it's a it's a practical reason. It's at the end of the quarter. Um, and so um, they would be able to get all of their paperwork filed um, their final reports filed and then be done with it. Sure. Sure. Okay. So to the Karen Ann JBH issue, we've been covering that uh, not extensively, but enough to keep up with with the general narrative over the last week and a half. And it was pretty shocking to see JBH resign while leaving questions unanswered and and basically trying to deflect the blame. Is is that a fair characterization? Is there anything else that you want to add to the the general narrative of, of what led up to this? Um, I think that there's a lot of uh, kind of a lot of behind the scenes intra LNC conflict um, that, that's occurred over the last uh, six or nine months, uh, almost a year, I guess now. And um, you know, I. I I can't speak for JBH um, and, and his reasons for resigning, although I, I do think that um, I think people get worn down after a while. And, uh, you know, that may be a part of it. Uh, it seemed more like he got caught than that he got worn down. Well, we haven't had it. We haven't had a formal investigation of that yet, though, have we? Um, well, why? And, and, I mean, I mean, at, at this point, we you got to have an investigation. Um, and I think that just from the standpoint of fairness, um, it, it, it's, it's unfair to start. There, there was no real smoking gun. You had people that had said things and then you had accusations uh, about the, uh, you know, but, but everybody speaks from a different perspective. And so, you know, we really needed a, a, an outside investigation, somebody not on the LNC, um, and, and probably, um, you know, the move seems to be in the LNC now, although we created a committee and, you know, set up these guidelines, you know, you can't be an immediate past um, LNC member and you can't, you know, I, I, th I think ultimately we're going to get to a point, if I had to guess, so we'll probably get to a third party and we'll just, we'll just um, try to pay somebody to do the investigation that, that isn't part of the um, the inner workings or, you know, isn't, isn't uh, familiar with the inner workings of the LP and see if we can get a truly, um, a, a truly neutral investigation. But I think that that, you know, that that contributed to the problem that we had um, a number of LNC members and other people who were, um, you know, throwing, you know, throwing accusations around the internet. And, um, that became the narrative, whether it was true or not. I don't know. I mean, if it was true, we need to, you know, we should, we should have, we should address that. But I, you know, 
it, it's like, you know, we, we've forgotten about the, the concept of innocent until proven guilty, um, you know, in a, in, in a, um, in a, in, in a due process type of situation. Well, speaking of which, mm -hmm. skipping due process, making decisions before an investigation, uh, denying someone the chance to be innocent until proven guilty. Uh, those are the kinds of accusations that were made against you and uh, Richard Longstreth for voting to remove uh, and Wendt and JBH right before resigning for voting to remove Karen and Harlos from the board in a motion that has now been withdrawn, I understand. Is that correct? Well, sort of, yeah. Um, it, 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 was, it was originally made, and um, the chair, after two days of voting, um, the, the acting chair declared it out of order. And so a new, um, a, a, a new motion that was technically correct instead of technically, uh, technically flawed um, was introduced and um, push comes to shove. And, you know, the, the, the ultimately what happened was it got pulled. Um, it was viewed as, as uh, I don't remember what the last ruling was, but it was, it was, um, it was, we decided to, to just not, once it was once it was ruled out of order, we decided that um, it wasn't. Um, you know, we would consider actions later, but basically, we decided that we weren't going to keep fighting this this particular battle. Um, and when you start talking about due process with that, you got to understand that you know we had our list of particulars um, concerns that we had, and you know it's not my purpose here to um, try to trash the secretary. Um, she is as most of us agree, very competent and very good at, at, um, at her secretarial roles. It was some of the underlying interpersonal issues and it's not just me, you know, it, it, if it were just one or two of us that had um, personality conflicts with her, it would be different. But I think by the time we got to that, um, got before the vote was stopped on that first ballot, you know, there are eight, eight or nine people and we only needed 11 to affect the suspension. So it's not as if it's just one or two people on the LNC. There, there are a lot of us um, who um, feel that um, her presence hasn't, necess presence hasn't necessarily been uh, um, hasn't necessarily been positive um, to the good order of the LNC or to the the collegiality or working together. No, that sounds like falling back on a bandwagon argument. Now, I read the list of particulars because I was texting you and I, and I got it from you. And the reason I'm talking to you is because I respect your interpretation. I respect that you thought this was worth voting for. But I read that. And, and I understand it's a motion to the board. It's not a motion to the membership. There were no particulars. There were no quotes. And, and, and if you see a pattern, then I, I respect that you as an LNC member who's here for the right reasons, that, and you want to address that pattern. Uh, it seems to me that perhaps censuring Karen Ann for behavior or decorum violations might have been appropriate. But it does seem that for you to jump to vote without a hearing or an investigation or a charge or bring it to the judicial committee is a denial of due process for Karen Ann. Well, first of all, you have to read read the bylaws, and the bylaws provide that um, the LNC doesn't remove; they send they, they suspend. Okay, so the LNC with a with a two thirds vote can suspend 
um, any officer or um, at-large member of the board. Um, and then there's an automatic appeal process to the judicial committee. Um, you know, could we or should we have had a pre-meeting? Maybe, but I think that it would be, um, I think that it would be safe to say that over the last six months or so, many people have said things to her to suggest that, you know, maybe there's a better way to work um, with your colleagues. And mm -hmm. um, uh, um, last week in the midst of some of this, and it isn't about decorum um, for most of us. I mean, that's <clears throat> that was sort of an add-on um, in terms of on the list and things like that. Um, but but I would note that there was one one email where she said that she hoped we censored her, censured her, that she would wear it as a badge of honor and that sort of thing. I mean, so, I mean, it's sort of a, there's a lot of tension there. Um, and I think that both sides um, in, in this particular dispute just felt that it was needed, um, that, that it was needed for us to, to uh, you know, to, to kind of pull the Band-Aid off. Sure. Now, in, in all of this, there's something that, saboteurs that that infiltrators that that people working against us you know would like to do to uh to use us as tools to foster division and i think a lot of a lot of us are swayed i know that i have been a tool of infiltrators in the past that they have led me to do things that increase divisiveness within the party within other organizations that was absolutely unnecessary and uncalled for. And I was convinced and was able to look back and go, holy crap, I was manipulated. And I think I think a lot of people on the LNC are subject to a lot of pressures that are not organic, that, that lead to this kind of conflict. And there's something very suspicious about the uh, vote to remove Karen Ann uh, failing, fortunately, but being timed with her going after the controversy, trying to call JBH to his to account for his role in the New Hampshire party scandal and her investigations hitting a wall with JBH refusing to release information. Isn't the timing of this strange? I think I think it's just I think it's a problem that came to its head. Um, and, and that's, um, you know, sort of the, the last straw for everybody. Um, I will tell you that um, when the whole New Hampshire thing came, um, you know, came to our attention, I've lost track of time, but almost two weeks ago, I think, um, that, um, you know, we started hearing about it. And within hours um, on an internal list, um, the, the secretary said that she was scheduling a, a you know, a, a private meeting, a, an investigation of her own. And, Many of us on the LNC suggested that maybe she shouldn't, um, not because um, not not because we didn't want the answers, but because we thought it should be done properly, and we didn't want to take a chance that you know the the proverbial well would be poisoned by um, sort of this you know this this um, cowboy you know mentality of going in there and just you know finding out. And that's where we started running into problems. Well, thank you for answering all the challenging questions gracefully today. Laura, changing gears completely. Uh, thoughts on McAfee's recent death? 
um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know John McAfee. Um, you know, I watched him from afar. I, I made the switch to the party in 2016. And so I was kind of familiar with him. I think it's, um, you know, it's always sad when somebody who has um, been a um, been a promoter of liberty um, is, um, you know, dies. And under these circumstances, certainly it's, it, you know, it's suspicious. But, you know, beyond that, I don't have a lot to say. Well, it's definitely suspicious. I would certainly hope that uh, the LP can stand with him because for one reason or another, he died fighting unjust taxation. Yeah, and, absolutely. and, and that, that's something we should absolutely get behind him on. Laura, what are you working on right now? What do you, what do you have planned? What are you, what are your positive initiatives for the LNC? Well, um, you know, my, my, hope is that, um, you know, in the coming, in the coming months that we can try to bring ourselves back together, um, kind of get past these, these intramural battles, if you will. Um, you know, we've got great things going on in the Frontier Project, and the LNC has been behind that for the last uh, two years, I guess. Um, won a, you know, won a, a legislative seat uh, of a libertarian who was elected as a libertarian for the first time in I don't know, 20 or 30 years. I don't know what the exact number is. So that's really exciting. Um, I think that we've got our big 50th anniversary celebration coming up at the end of, um, at the end of August in Colorado. Um, I think LP 50, I think is the, I don't know, I should have looked this up yep. ahead of time, um, <laughs> is the, is the website. So, um, I hope that people will, um, consider coming out to that. There is, um, there's going to be a lot of fun. It's a very informal event for the most part. And uh, it'll be a great, um, a great opportunity, you know, uh, you know, individually, um, kind of kind of separate from the LP. um, You know, I work for a a think tank here in Nebraska now um, focusing on things like occupational licensing reform and actually um, moving policy in a direction that is, um, you know, more libertarian, if not. You know, if not ultimately libertarian, we want people to have more freedom anyhow. Um, and, um, and and I guess ultimately that's um, that, that that's a pragmatic view of things. But, you know, I think I, I think that um, a, until we can get to the point where we get to our perfect place, uh, whatever that is, that, you know, we need to keep making um, making the the effort to chip away at, at the, in, you know, omnipotent, omnipotent state and, um, you know, and. and reduce their impact in our lives. Awesome. Laura, uh, we have your Facebook page up, Facebook at Laura Ebke LNC. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Anything else you want to promote? Mm, I think that's about it for now. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Adam. All right. Let's get Ed back up on screen here to check in with our comment contest today. I didn't get a lot of good comments there I saw, but I didn't get to keep up with all of them. Ideas for your cell phone? Um, of course, we had to keep the phone charged and install it in your toilet bowl. Uh, take a tip from the FBI themselves, Koresh, and fix the phone to audio of annoying music nonstop. Maybe Shark, perhaps. That was Rebecca's uh, suggestion. Uh, MRH said put a 12-hour audio loop of sticking your fingers in silly putty. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then what? Then how do you de- then deliver said sticky putty oral torture to the FBI? Like, is that is that what we're talking about here? I or guess. Is it like, I don't and know. then send it to Guantanamo I, to help them with the inmates. No, I'm just gonna go with you one two three eight eight one, and 
say, yeah, Hera, he agreed with Hera the dog. Yeah, smash it all up while dancing to Hammer Time. Uh, all oh, right, well, oh. I just want to remind people of the Super Chats. If you want to see me get this tattoo tomorrow, I'll do it. Yeah, we'll we do have it to, I don't, we're not we'll close do to 1,000 yet. We'll do I'll do it live. I'll, I'll do a separate live stream for just for my chair. Um, but if anybody, yeah, so Jim's got our PayPal link up there on, on screen. Um, but if you go to the freedomline.com and click on donate, you can, uh, donate, um, uh, Bitcoin. Oh, it should be Bitcoin cash for that second one. Uh, but we have our Bitcoin address that is correct. Um, if you want to send me uh, Bitcoin, uh, we'll, we'll count that towards the total for certain in, uh, in spirit of John McAfee. And uh, we'll put this on Twitter as well at the end of the show. That way, if anybody wants to donate, yeah, uh, you know, podcast. after the show, as long as it's, as long as it's by tomorrow morning. Yeah, this is not this is not PayPal. doesn't have to be live. We want to read those links. So yeah, PayPal. Well, hold on, Jim, you screwed it up uh, <laughs> on screen there. You added a PayPal me. It's PayPal.me slash Adam Kokesh. Just that. Um, and, and if you want to donate through PayPal, if you want to do crypto, you can go to thefreedomline.com and donate there. You will have my uh, my Bitcoin address and about 50 bucks, right? whatever other address you want. Or somewhere like 50, 100 bucks. 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah, at least, at least. Because we got a thousand yuan. <laughs> Something like that. All right. So back to the headlines then. Uh, where were we? Wow. More bad news. AP and and I don't I don't know why I'm covering this except for the opportunity to say this is what you get for trusting government as opposed to insurance companies in the free market with building safety. Wing of Miami area condo collapses, many fear dead. And yeah, I hate to I hate to make a political point out of just some crazy tragedy, but it is so fucking dumb I can't not point out like hey it doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to have unsafe high rises. You know, we we can have, uh, you know, we can apply our smarts and our you know engineering uh, without having to uh, cut corners by giving bribes to government agents and cheating some bullshit building code system. Um, so, oh geez, now WUSA nine, we have a we have a COVID. Um, Air travel. Let's see. They they refresh me automatically. Ooh. See, this is why I don't trust these people. Um, because I'm looking at wusa9.com, and there this is their verify section, and I'm trying to pull up um the thing about air travel and clots. And they won't stay on that page. They go to the next one, the next one, the next one, because they just want to throw propaganda at you. So this is why I don't believe. But I, this is a rumor. And this is a rumor that came to us in the Producers Club that I researched. And, and I found this, you know, verify, fact check, mainstream media look on it. And the truth is somewhere in between. So the headline is. Verify, no, airlines are not banning vaccinated flyers. And yeah, no shit, that's true. And that would make conspiracy theories to the contrary look really stupid. Because if you came out and said, airlines are banning vaccinated flyers, you're a fucking idiot. 
because we would know that shit. That would be mainstream, wall to wall. That would be on the airlines websites. You would have reports every day of people walking to airlines and then testing them for the vaccine and banning them. So it's a dumb rumor. But here's what the what so the conspiracy theory headline on this that came to us at the producers club that is bullshit was airlines are banning vaccinated flyers. You think about it for a second, no. But they based it on there was a meeting where it was discussed based on blood clots being a health risk that airlines might not want to deal with. And that's probably true. And it makes sense, right? You go, well, duh, no shit. If you're an airline, you know, board of directors and you're you're constantly going, well, what's a threat with this? What's the threat with this? What's the possible liability with this? Well, you go, hey, you know, I've we're hearing not rumors, but mainstream media stories about blood clotting being an issue with the vaccines. And sometimes, remember, isn't that an issue with high elevations and low air pressure? Hmm. Maybe there's some, maybe we need to be aware. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's in, okay, cool. Move on. Next point in the meeting. Of course, they're going to consider it. So somebody jumped to this and then a verify site went to go, oh, look at that stupid rumor. Okay. Um, but no, it's funny that it might be like one extra threat with if you got the COVID vaccines because there's a weird blood clotting risk, you're slightly more at risk of deep vein thrombosis or whatever when you're flying because of some side effect from the vaccines with promoting clotting. Unique McClots, though. Yeah, McClots. What about McClots? Uh now we're going to cover some gay shit. I told you we're going to cover some gay shit. France24.com, Vatican, an unprecedented challenge to Italy homophobia law. Deserves some untangling, right? The Vatican confirmed Tuesday it had lodged a diplomatic protest against a draft Italian law against homophobia in what a news report called an unprecedented act of meddling in Italy's affairs. The so-called ZAN law, currently being debated in Italy's parliament, seeks to punish acts of discrimination and incitement to violence against gay, lesbian, transgender, and disabled people. Now, first, I have a couple problems with this as a libertarian, right? Uh, just because you are gay, lesbian, transgender, or disabled does not mean you deserve special protections. And if the state wants to extend protections to people, it needs to extend them universally without the, that discrimination. So if we want to ban discrimination and incitement, I'm like, yeah, ban incitement to violence. Totally. Yeah, because it's it's a sort of fraudulent nap. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's technically a nap violation, but of all the things government bans, if you're promoting someone else to do violence and you're committing fraud to doing so... Definitely an app violation, right? Absolutely. Cheering someone on as the bystander, that's not an app violation. But if you go, hey, you should beat that guy up, and it's not true that you should beat that guy up because it's not just, that's a fraud. That, that It's a little gray area on the nap, but that could be, you know, a nap violation, right? But going, but it's only bad if it's done against gay, lesbian, transgender, and disabled people. You go, you don't care about human rights. You just care about posturing and looking good. And, and appealing to these demographics and, 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 you know, virtue signaling. That's what you, so you don't really, well, I can't even promote this because you don't even care. You're not doing it from a position of caring about people. You're doing it from a position of self-promotion. So yeah, I got a problem with it. And, you know, acts of discrimination in a way, it's like you have a right to discriminate. You have a right to choose who you associate with it. Uh, with And it could be smart. It could be dumb. I have a right to only date redheads. That would be pretty dumb. 
unless I have a fetish for redheads, right? And it's the only thing that turns me on. Well, then, sorry, I'm going to discriminate against people who are any race other than Irish-looking gingers. You know, like, okay, I, I have that right. In that context, I should be able to discriminate. And if I'm doing that because uh, I saw some magazine article that said gingers are whatever, and so then I'm going to discriminate against everybody who's not ginger, then it's really dumb. But I still have the right to do that. But here's the funny thing, and here's where I'm going to come down on the Vatican, because they got really dumb with this one. According to the Corriere della Sera newspaper, the Vatican argued in a letter or note verbale that the bill violates the Concordat, a bilateral treaty between Rome and the Holy See by curtailing Catholic freedom of belief and expression. Do you see what they're admitting to here? They're admitting that Catholics believe and want to express homophobia and to discriminate against homosexuals. Like, it would be one thing if they said this was a violation of our right to freedom of association. You know, we, we have a right to not associate with certain people because of our religious beliefs and whatever, for whatever reason. But they said this is uh, curtailing our freedom of belief and expression. But but so that like that that homosexual pedophilia is okay, apparently. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Yeah. So I'm 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 just like idiots fighting (sighs) now for good news and gay shit. We go to ESPN.com, Carl Nassib. I think that's how you would say it if you were Americanizing it. Nassib. It should be Nassib. Nassib. But Carl Nassib of Las Vegas Raiders announces he is gay, pledges $100,000 to Trevor Project. Now, I have the link, and it's the next one pulled up. And because we've decided to stick with YouTube for live streams, we're not going to play it for fear of IP, whatever bullshit. But... Um, I, I, I watched this video. It was, uh, an Instagram post, like a one minute video. Um, and I gotta say props to Carl Nassib for doing this right. Just coming out classy way. As he said, I'm a pretty private person. So I hope you guys know that I'm not, I'm really not doing this for attention. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. But until then, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to the LGBTQ plus community. So of all the things within that, yes, awesome cause, classy way of doing this. Really, and, and and the last place it's relevant, because in general society, coming out as gay, it really is a personal thing, right? It's not like, and I'm starting a revolution, or I'm making a big, it's like, hey, I, I realize I'm gay, and I want people around me to know, and it's not a big deal, and like, if I tell my family, maybe it's a big deal to them, but it's more of a family and friends thing, even co- coming out as gay to coworkers really not a big deal in america like even in the military even in the military like we had people come out when i was in decades ago you know just like you know like when i was in the marines in the reserves in uh geez early 2000s we had a gay marine and he was quiet about it he never came out it was like people around him knew if it wasn't politically sensitive to him and he came out officially we'd all be like cool 
We Whatever. had a girl in the shop um, come out, and uh, everybody that she came out, so we were like, it, we kind of figured, but really wasn't concerned what you were doing in your bedroom, but right. cool. Yeah. And, and nothing changed. Yeah. And this is the last place it's relevant. It really, I mean, in the military, it's relevant policy-wise, but even in, even in combat arms, like, okay, you're the gay Marine. We're going to tell sex jokes differently and make fun of you being gay instead of telling all straight sex jokes. Like, and, and maybe like one guy is uncomfortable showering with you and okay, fuck him. Like no big deal. Like it's really not a big deal to come out as gay in the military these days from what I know. Cause it barely was when I was in, but it's still a big deal in the NFL. So props to Carl Nassif for doing it well where it matters and, and being really classy about it. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> a few more stories here <clears throat> before we get back to Ed and the good news. I'm not seeing any more super chats. Nobody wants me to get this tattoo. Jim, you want to put it on screen one more time? Cause I will get this tattoo. If we get a thousand and, and probably less if we get a thousand, you want to do the, the thousand I mean, if we get a thousand, thousand memorial, yeah. if we can get to 250 today, I think we I'll can probably get the, get the tattoo, tattoo because uh, there are enough people who are, we're going to do a separate fundraiser when we announce the details for the, uh, the, the John McAfee Memorial that Judd Weiss and I are going to be hosting in LA roughly a week from today. Um, but that's what that I would use it for. And I, I do want there to be more support for me getting this tattoo than $50 worth of super chats. Um, I would think uh, with our listeners over the next 24 hours too, uh, pulling in for this uh, to unique. Remember when people were allowed to disagree? Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of no, my thing with, we, I, don't I don't remember, remember that. that <laughs> I feel like we're, we're more allowed to disagree now than ever. I remember my grandfather drilling into me. You don't ever talk about religion or politics to people. And it's like, no, nah, that's bullshit. We should be able to talk about things with other people. We're starting to be, there's and still, it's, there. it's, it's, it, there's an awareness. There's still a sensitivity around certain things. Like what's weird too, is, is the, the tech censorship uh, around, around COVID. We have to put some kind of, like parody disclaimer at the beginning of our show. If we're going to keep making YouTube a primary destination YouTube, for live shows. Yeah. Like nothing. Is, so not, yeah. YouTube. Well, it's, you know, I, it's weird. I don't even want to blame YouTube. It's, it's the statism poison that seeps through everything because YouTube started as this beautiful yes. YouTube. For and you. now it's GovTube, not because YouTube sucks, but because YouTube was so awesome that government took it over. And it means that we, the people, have to make sure that the next version of it is that more, that much more resistant to government takeover. SEMA.org, our next headline, Specialty Equipment Market Association, SEMA. They host the uh, serving the motor vehicle aftermarket. They also serve uh, what a lot of the racing community as well. We got this from Ant, I believe, in the Producers Club. Recognizing the Protection of Motorsports Act of 2021, the RPM Act. Protect your right to race. The EPA is banning race cars. Tell Congress to pass the RPM Act and stop the EPA from destroying motorsports. Your member of Congress needs to hear from you. Street vehicles, cars, trucks, and motorcycles can't be converted into race cars, according to the EPA. The EPA has announced that enforcement against high-performance parts, including superchargers, tuners, and exhaust systems is a top priority, even if you are one of the hundreds of thousands of enthusiasts who contacted Congress in the past. We need your support again. 
tell the bureaucrats in Washington that race cars are off limits. I, I like efforts like this when there is a meaningful opportunity to smack down Congress, but I, I, I can't help but feel like it's a bit of a distraction issue like Congress. We're coming for your race cars. Look but, at us coming for your race but, cars. Well, you don't notice us coming for your wallets. Having a background in a shop, growing up with mechanics and at car shows, that shit's not going to happen. I mean, they're going to get flooded with it. That's a culture for people. It's a family thing. But I mean, have, it's American have, have pie. Remind, so we have to remind Congress that a major chunk of their constituents want to play with cars, want to tool with internal combustion engines, and want to soup shit up and have fun. And have every right to do so. And if you... Society, right? Well... Congress must be feeling gutsy having so successfully spanked down so many rights around COVID recently. But to the Sun, international news, battlefront. Russia boasts it fired warning shots and dropped bombs at Royal Navy warship, but Britain slaps down claims. Yeah, yeah, not much more to the story. Uh, they are claiming that Royal uh, Navy destroyer HMS Defender crossed into its territorial waters near Crimea in the Black Sea and um, scrambled a patrol ship and warplane in response and even let off some munitions and that it passed off. This is just dumb territorial. Make them remember why they need us bullshit. Uh, AP. So uh, APnews.com, U.S. takes down Iran-linked news sites, alleges disinformation. And this is a genuine scary turn in the history of the Internet. Uh, American authorities seized a range of Iran's state-linked news website domains they accused of spreading disinformation. The U.S. Justice Department said Tuesday a move that appeared to be a far-reaching crackdown on Iranian media amid a heightened tensions between the two countries, and you go, yeah, what are you really hiding? What is, why can't lies be combated with the truth? Oh, you don't have the truth on your side. Another story from APnews.com about Iran, sabotage attack on civilian nuclear center thwarted. Iranian authorities have thwarted what they called a sabotage attack targeting a civilian nuclear facility near the country's capital. State TV reported Wednesday as details about the incident remained scarce. The attempted attack against a building belonging to Iran's atomic energy organization left no casualties or damages and was unable to disrupt the Iranian nuclear program, Iranian state TV reported, adding that authorities are working to identify the perpetrators. From CNBC.com, Supreme Court rules for Pennsylvania cheerleader in school free speech case. Yes, you can talk shit about your school using uh, vulgar language uh, on social media, off school grounds, and without being suspended. Uh, we you. knew that was true. Thank uh, you, the Supreme Court, for affirming you this. Yeah, really. Uh, I don't care. But yes, school. there are a lot of school administrations that still think they can get away with uh, not respecting the First Amendment as it applies to students. So, yeah. Speaking of free speech, Wall Street Journal, Hong Kong's Apple Daily Newspaper prints last edition as free press era ends. Yep. That's it for free speech in China, ladies and gentlemen. They can no longer hide behind the uh, fig leaf of 
Hong Kong and say, look, well, we have this free speech zone with, you know, one government, two systems. And one system sucks and is tyrannical and has no free speech. But look, in Hong Kong, there's a little bit of free speech. Not anymore. Nope. Publications demise comes after the government froze its funds, seized computers and arrested executives, halting critical reporting of Beijing. How many people live in China? 1.3 billion. Even half of them. Just kind of surrounding whatever government building and, and moving. I know they don't have weapons, but at some point you don't need them when you have enough people, you would think, right? How do they live like that? It makes me wonder if there is not an impending revolution. In China. Like, can they really keep this be. up for so long? I know. It's like I want to get my book trans. Well, I already got it tra translated to Chinese. I want to start doing like covert book drops in China. Ooh, drone book drops? Can we? Get thrown supply mm. retirement somehow. Ah. So, yeah, the 26-year-old newspaper, which is majority owned by jailed Beijing critic Jimmy Lai, has come under impre immense pressure from Hong Kong authorities who in the past week froze company assets. Blah, 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 blah. Charged two of its top execs under a national security law that was imposed by Beijing last year to crush dissent in the city. Meanwhile, CNN, Taiwan's foreign minister says we need to prepare for military conflict with China. Now, unfortunately, the Americans look at China, the American government rather looks at China and goes, oh, let's have a war, not let's have a subterfuge revolutionary campaign because, you know, that would fuck us. China's escalating military intimidation of Taiwan shows the self-governed island needs to prepare for a possible military conflict Taiwan's Foreign Minister Joseph Wu said in an exclusive interview with CNN. Yeah. Um, in sentencing, going next to the Washington Post at MSN.com, in sentencing, regretful capital protester. Federal judge rebukes Republicans. U.S. District Judge Roy C. Lambert castigated Republican lawmakers Wednesday for downplaying the violence of the mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, saying and handing down the first sentence to a charged defendant that those who broke the law must pay a penalty. 49-year-old Indiana woman before him had just pled guilty to a misdemeanor count of demonstrating inside the Capitol. Um, the judge credited her for her early cooperation and admission of, of guilt. Um, yeah, what, did, uh, what, did, what was her actual sentence? What is a, a misdemeanor? Um, okay, so 40 hours of, let's see, um, she has, she's under terms of release, so it's some kind of probation, um, probation comes once in a lifetime, what? the judge told her. That's not accurate. That they fuck you. Really she must also perform 40 hours of community service and pay $500 in restitution. 40? And I had to do it. Yeah. Crazy. Um, also, Gateway Pundit-related story unhinged. Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark A. Milley goes off during testimony, blames white rage for January 6th attacks, brags about reading Marx and Lenin video. So, yeah, you can see the video of that in the show notes if you want. I can do that right now. Um, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Poor girl. 
849. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to leave this in the notes for now. Maybe we'll come back to it next I week. I can't believe this is a thing. Um, NBC News says, read Britney Spears' full statement against conservativeship. I am traumatized. I just want my life back, she told a probate judge in Los Angeles on Wednesday. And it was basically that the fame of youthful celebrity made her a little crazy and her dad turned it into, well, therefore you're a ward of the state because you're too crazy. Therefore you're a ward of me under this As an governorship, conservatorship. It's when she that, shaved like, her head back then. That, that's when all this happened. When she kind of. And then she said, I'm happy and basically fell for it for another decade and a half. Mm. It's insane. It is. it, And you can completely blame government for this. And I hope really that some libertarians can reach out to her and say, look, we, we want your story to be told in, in a way that it never happens to anybody again. And that that is manifest as much as possible in, in policy. So anyway, left. we've got just a few minutes left. Uh, one other quick headline, dumb immigration from Omaha.com, because Mercedes shared this in the group, Governor Ricketts sending Nebraska state troopers to the southern border. So dumb. So dumb. All right, let's get Jim on here for the show notes, and then we'll give Ed the last few minutes here. What's going on? Great show, everybody. It was a wonderful one. Great guest today, too. Uh, T.me forward slash Adam versus man if you want to get into any of those links that we didn't get deeper into. Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus man if you want to support the show. One, five, ten, or fifty dollars a month at the different levels you can do so. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com is a new website we're working on. Please check that out. Let us know what you think. Instagram at the Garden of Freedom is the handle. Search for that. Get all kinds of cool pictures and videos of life up there in Gardenia. The crypto6.com. There's a website you can donate to the legal funds of the Bitcoin church that was raided or write to the person that's still in cages. And GoGreenEnergyOnline.com's best website for do-it-yourselfers wanting to learn more about solar power, micro wind power, and zero energy homes, etc. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. Have a good day, everybody. All right. Ed Vallejo, sir. Comment contest winners. Thoughts on this? You want to get this tattoo with me? Hey, yeah. You get enough money out there, I'll get it. I mean, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of like I have, I have four tattoos, and they're pretty big, gutsy tattoos, most of them. But they were all very thought out. This one, I'm like, can I do this in 24 hours and be like, yeah, I'm getting my. You have Joey has six tattoos, so I have the Freedom logo across my back. It is huge. Like a lot of people who have tattoos go, holy shit, that's a lot of black ink too and i've got you know my forearms with usmc right. you suck my cock and ivaw rock veterans against the war and i've got my memorial tattoo on my calf but yeah i think it would be pretty appropriate to give up just because I'm, I'm i'm considering should i do it somewhere else on my body no same spot same spot the thing, same it. spot is it's right right outer yeah. arm right up right bicep right same spot. right here Right, it we always above, it was like to be a proper it. tribute. It like no, it was mid. It was yeah. under under a short sleeve seam. I think I could do that. Yeah. All right, we'll consider it. But I'm forehead. You know, a forehead <laughs> would be at least it's more like symmetrical. I mean, if I get it on my right arm, I got to get it on my left arm. You know, so if I get it on my forehead, that's that's makes way more sense, right? Um, but yeah, you want to see me get this tattoo? I will definitely do it somewhere. Uh, we get a thousand dollars in the next twenty-four hours. 
thefreedomline.com, click on donate, paypal.me slash Adam versus the man or super chat in the last one minute of today's show or email me. Uh, my Bitcoin address is there. Um, if we get a thousand dollars in the next 24 hours, I will get this tattoo tomorrow. hundred percent. I will do it. You said the wrong PayPal. It's okay. Jim's got it up. PayPal.me backslash Adam Kokesh. Oh, did I say that wrong? Oh, excuse me. Yes. The PayPal is paypal.me slash Adam Kokesh. Yes. Um, if you want to email me, Adam at the freedomline.com, you want to verify a, do a donation, uh, my Bitcoin address uh, at thefreedomline.com and Bitcoin cash addresses there are correct. Just verified. Uh, make sure those are up to date right now. Um, with that, mwah, peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other.